2: Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifiers Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... Into the basement levels of the Orbita facility. You go down about two stories via the staircase, and eventually you kind of open up into this just cavernous room. It's easily 50, 60 feet wide. You really can't see the ceiling anymore. And you're almost in kind of a dome of various screens. As you've been walking down the stairs, there's been the obvious cables, the weird runs, kind of case you're shooting across the path, but never so much you can't get down here. Here it seems the cables have kind of coalesce into kind of a weird knot in the center of the room, and all of the screens as you step in are showing that same strange squid with an eye logo thing going on.
0: Any servers down here?
2: Not that you've seen so far. It's just cables and now screens.
0: As a note, as we were, like, walking past to go downstairs, almost out of, of habit, Lawrence even still, like, swipes the key card.
2: Oh, sure. Now, so you enter the room with the monitors? Yeah, I
1: I'm, I look over at the group, and Wait for their signal.
0: I mean Lawrence will kind of fire start a squeeze, then she'll squeeze Fox
3: I am adhering to one of the C four packs to the wall, kind of at the entrance. I'm not setting a timer or anything else like that, sure. but it's gonna be one of those things where like what my idea is is that well, this is the entrance. If we need to, we can as we're running, can reach over and just kind of crank it to where it needs to, like maybe like three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, however much we need to. And then, kind of skedaddle, I'm gonna take a marker or i'm gonna take whatever I could use to write or like whatever the hell, and uh mark mark a tick at the mark that ticks in ten minutes. I'm gonna to turn to the group all right, I'm placing a charge in the wall. I'm not activating it, so don't worry, we're not gonna have like some weird shit that we need to get out of here a s a p but if we're running back here, i put a marker right where the ten minute mark is. if you think that we need it any longer, push it a little further. If we think we need to get it shorter, keep it a little under. Y'all got that? Yes. Yeah. All right. And I squeeze Florence's hand. Florence will squeeze
0: Foxtrot's shoulder.
2: Okay. uh, I'll take that cue and lead into the server room. All right. So you step into the room with the strange monitors, correct?
1: Yeah. But as soon as I step in, I immediately want to do a search and alertness. No need
2: for that. So as you all kind of pass through the door threshold, a Face appears kind of on several of the monitors. It's a middle-aged man, maybe 40s, 50s. He's not the healthiest looking. He's balding slightly. It's just kind of like a, it's an abstraction of his face. So it's almost like it's made from code or something. Hello, agents. I can't stand I'm not disappointed that you found me, but here we are, I suppose. This face is easily kind of 20 feet tall, but it's across multiple monitors that make up kind of this weird dome space you find yourself in. I suppose it's time we had a bit of a chat between you and I. I respect the, um, what's the right word? Persistence on this topic. Please, I'd like to speak as friends, though. None of this Delta Green formality. I'm going to insist on using your real names. Now, you might be thinking I think of that as being Alexandra Neffoli, David Benson, and Javier. But, well, no, those people don't exist anymore. We both know that. Alexander Neffoli, quarantine specialist, daughter of Justina and Therna Neffoli, teacher's pet in more way than one of Amy Wells, and on again, off again, ex-girlfriend, Elizabeth Ray, a decorated firefighter. You're here now. You obviously don't care about your life beyond these walls or beyond this silly organization you found yourself in. And I don't want to forget David Benson Gaff, failed father workaholic alcoholic borderline addict and degenerate whose only real friend left is his boss and john javier cortez or whatever you insist on calling yourself these days man so obsessed with the mission that he couldn't even keep man's best friend seriously it's a dog do you realize how hard it is to make a dog hate a person Oddly enough, he's the only honest one left of you. He gets it. This is all he is. And who the fuck are you then? At one point in time, I went by the name of William Fowler. I have long since transcended beyond that name, that person, that failure of a man. A man that was pushed a little bit too far by your ridiculous organization. What happened? Like, I've had smiles at this. Many years ago, one of your thugs, pretending to be an agent came to me at my work and instructed me to destroy some footage. I used to work as an NSA analyst, and for several years I dutifully did. Until one day I was curious what they were destroying and just didn't track if some of these monsters that you all seem to fight, if some of these strange things you encounter are actually real, people should know about that. And as I dug, I realized that you may think of yourself as gallivanting knights or avenging heroes or savior of mankind. But what you actually are is a bigoted racists that fight against the other and suppress knowledge that eyes kind of gesture around allows for all of this to be built that would push humanity further forward in ways that it can never possibly dream. Look at what I one man have done against you and your ridiculous organization understand that the clock is up your time is over you're just delaying the inevitable do anything
0: to get one more day
2: that's just it embrace it stares directly at florence through all of this florence you of all of them know what this knowledge could mean you've seen maybe not the other side but the possibilities the endless possibilities the ability to reshape the world to extend life to change humanity in ways that would stave off all of this. The world is ending, and it's not something bigger than ours' fault. It's us. And we have all the tools to stop it. We just have to stop being afraid of it.
0: Florence doesn't say anything, but if anybody could see her face, she looks almost a little guilty. Maybe not necessarily because she agrees with him, but some part of her might. But overall, she resolves herself and goes back to her stone-faced look. This is not the way.
2: Then what is the way? Do you continue serving this shadowy organization that you find yourself shackled to? Do you even know what you're doing? You blindly go where people tell you to go. You blindly exterminate what people tell you to exterminate. You kill, you maim, you burn. Think about all the innocence left in your path. Yes, not everything you've encountered has been qualifiably good. But think what you could have learned from that.
0: All I've learned is the more you use the unnatural, the more the world becomes unhinged and everything begins to fall apart.
2: But the world isn't hinged. It's already falling apart. Just think, with mild sacrifices, you could create endless life. Two of you have even managed to travel through the fabric of time somehow, a thing I did not know was possible when I created that situation in Vermont. The three of you have even fought autonomous... Creature that could be used for labor, saving millions of people from backbreaking excruciating jobs, well, here's the thing about humanity.
3: it's messy, it's stupid,
2: it's selfish, but it doesn't have to be it is what it is,
3: and who are you to play at God, something that's already just so
2: unnatural within itself? What gives you the right that kind of smiles at this because I took it, I went looking. I found answers your priests the one that died he'd have gotten it he'd have gotten the scope of this whatever you think you worship you don't i found real gods real answers real knowledge and all i had to do was ask and find prove myself worthy and look at all i was gifted with you've witnessed the power i wield it's almost limitless and beyond that power i have knowledge knowledge of things i didn't even know existed of time of how things work, the very physics that can be rearranged, the mathematics of the world, of the universe of existence, no, you don't. you literally just said you had no concept of
1: time travel being possible a second ago. A god would have that kind of ability you're playing you're you're just literally comic book villain, like it's really kind of depressing.
2: I feel bad for you, I'm sad you see it that way,
0: William. you talk about using this the right way. But imagine what people would do, those who have nefarious agendas, if they had the information you do, the information that I have. Imagine what they could do.
2: That's just it. When you're part of something like this bigger than you, you're all on the same side. Every single time I reach out through this network, through what I have become, through what I'm integrated with, I can see it through all the eyes out there that I have installed millions of eyes of that which I served, that which gifted me all of this. Perhaps you don't understand. Perhaps you're just too far gone. Too down the rabbit hole for all of this. Too too delta green, if you will. Your predecessors, them, those majestic folks, they they understood the possibilities of it, but I suspect you don't even know who they are. A failing of once again of your organization. While he's talking and everything else with that, I'm just going to put on the glasses. I'm going to look around real quick.
3: Do I see anything? Is there any kind of weird cable sort of situation? Is he still there?
2: I mean, all of this is a weird cable situation. Like, none of this makes sense. And we'll get to kind of that in a minute. But, like, this is by all measures you three are capable of, real. And admittedly, like, minus kind of the implausibility of all of this, nothing's happening that's beyond typical human understanding. Like, this guy's talking crazy. He is a giant head on a monitor. Maybe he's doing some type of a Wizard of Oz type of situation. But like, aside from the fact you're in this kind of cavernous monitor room covered in cables, there's nothing really all that unnatural going on here. Like, you've come to associate these cables with the unnatural, but they're just cables, technically. Yes, the way they interact with the environment is nonsensical and seemingly impossible. But like, Here they kind of make sense. They're a mess. They're a rat's nest of cables. Like you're standing on a floor of overlapping and woven cables and the cables kind of coil up in weird ways and corners and stuff. But nothing here is reality violating, I guess, is maybe the way of thinking of it. It doesn't make sense, but this is all just more weird. Like this is all something that with enough time and money, anyone could hypothetically build themselves. but also. You know what you know, and you know that the way you would actually make this if you were doing this, like, quote, for real, like in an amusement park or something, is zero percent how this works.
0: Mm. I mean, do the cables look like they lead anywhere, Charlie?
2: Uh, Yeah, but also they're just kind of a mess. They kind of seem to go towards the center where there's also this big knot, but they also kind of seem to maybe slope down some.
3: What what does the entrance that we went through look like?
2: Oh, it's gone. It's been covered over in cables.
3: Okay. The monitors that are present, are they like a mishmash of like flat screens? CRTDs? Yeah, it's, just
2: a, it's a weird collection of monitors again, kind of like what happened back in the house where you first encountered this person, I guess, in theory. It's very deliberately made, but it's also kind of a weird, like almost altered, a uh, kludge together surveillance technology. It's all these monitors. The monitors make up a picture, but it's a bunch of disjointed, no kind of logic to where ones are picked. Maybe there's occasionally some gaps because they don't all fit together. Like, despite what this guy is saying about kind of perfection and creation, you can see visually that whatever the hell is going on here, it has limits, at least kind of some human limits. Like, you can't just reshape a monitor to fit in a space if it's not already that shape, if that makes any sense. Cool. Like, it's not perfect. This isn't some beautifully created, flawless creation of this. It is a little bit jank
3: cool fire is going to pull out his cigarettes from his jacket pocket take off his glasses and he's going to light a cigarette covertly this is going to be a means that he's as he's kind of blowing out smoke and whatnot he's going to be checking to see whether or not there's a specific draft if there's any kind of air being pulled or anything else like that but otherwise to like the to any normal person It just looks like this dude is just smoking
2: indoors. Sure. The smoke kind of circulates around the room. Eventually, it's kind of sucked off into what you'd guess would be a vent system of some kind, or maybe it's not vents. Are there multiple points in those vents, or are they... You can't even see the vents. It kind of gets, like, absorbed off into the darkness of the ceiling. This room's not well lit. Like, all the light in the room is coming from these monitors.
0: William, did you write seed?
2: Ah, you're familiar with the greatest gift I have been given. I did not originally write seed. I just discovered seed. Is that what gives you the eyes? The eyes make themselves. I'm just allowed to look. And when I
0: was deleting them from computers, did that close them?
2: Oh, you mean my calling card? Oh, no, no, no. That's just a fun way of letting people know I was there. I see. The coding language that FNC discovered is the whispered gifts of that which I serve. A language beyond human comprehension transformed into elegant and beautiful code, capable of transcending the digital and the physical, capable of merging them into one, capable of truly demonstrating that there is a mathematics behind all this, a way of reshaping reality to just understand how to manipulate it the right way. What words, what formulas to tweak, if you will, to reshape it however you want. Firestarter takes a drag out of a cigarette. So, the Orbita employees and, like, the
3: FNC, is that your doing, too, or did they just get abducted by aliens? Did you math them away? Did you...
2: Orbita planted the seed of what I have become. FNC was drawn to this place. They were open minds looking to explore beyond human comprehension. They didn't even realize this. They were just the right minds in the right place. Orbita sacrifice created the call to FNC, which... I joined, a tad disillusioned, looking for answers to the quest I sought.
0: What happened to FNC? Where did they go?
2: Kind of like the head looks at you confused. They're, they're, they're right here. They became kind of like looks around the room. The basics for which all of this is. The first test subjects of transcending their glorious code onto humans, using humans to spread the network. You implanted the seed into people and that's what turned them into cable such limited thinking they were integrated made part of this whole given further purpose they live on as part of the network as part of it all
0: so the conglomerations of cables in the center of the room is it like a pillar of cables or is it just
2: more like a platform i guess four or five feet tall maybe but kind of like it spirals up into kind of just a bulbous shape it's not necessarily a deliberate shape it's just kind of a knot looking thing
3: I take another drag and i flick my cigarette onto the ground it's still lit does it do anything
2: the cigarette on the cable like it smolders some and william looks at you how droll do these juveniles make you feel better the juveniles
3: well i mean if you care about littering so much you make me an ashtray or some shit like that but otherwise so what you're gonna turn the entire world into cables now or you're gonna be Fucking around with more Delta Green stuff and doing whatever the heck. Are you angry or just jealous that you never really got your Delta Green name? Are you even part of a cell? Like, what? You say your name is William. Our true names are our Delta Green names, apparently. What's
2: your true name? Eyeball, monitor head. The head is growing kind of annoyed with all of this. It's like, I don't know why it's you three that made it here. Perhaps someone else would understand this better. Your organization, at least. Where I reside currently is the largest obstacle to completion, to spreading. It will be slow work. It will not happen overnight. But if you keep destroying nodes, if you keep getting in the way, I will simply use what's already happening in the world to you. Weaponized, unnatural, if you will. Set up situations that lure you in and to do your job and then snapshot around you, like Vermont. So I'm going to
1: turn over and look at my cohorts and kind of do a raised eyebrow thing at them, signaling, like, hey, I'm going to make a move.
0: Florence will nod and she'll ask, William, the fact that we've made it this far, are you afraid?
2: I fear nothing at this point. So close to the blessings I've been given. You're here because I allow it.
0: We're here because we're better than you.
2: After uh, Florence says that,
1: I grab a couple of the grenades I had on me, and I look at the monitors and say, All right, hey, eyeball, here's some pink eye, and I throw the grenades towards the room.
2: Give me an athletics check. All right. I'll even give you a plus 20 on that because it's a big set of targets.
1: Athletics, you said? Yep. All right, two (laughs) out of, uh, what, 63 plus 20, so 83, so success.
2: All right, so your grenades scatter artfully. They land kind of a nice spread throughout all this, and they go off, and William, for the first time, in the entire time you've been here, sounds depressingly human as he screams. You're not sure if it's pain, you're not sure if it's surprise, you're not sure if it's annoyance, but in this scream, you start to see kind of the tentacles shift and adjust. Holes in the floor start to open up. Like, some of them fall off the ceiling, some of them kind of slough to the ground off the walls, but suddenly this room you're in is no longer this weird sanctum monitor room that he constructed for himself but just a kind of depressing large cement room that many walls have been busted down but you can now see also that as the cables are moving holes in the floor opening up and you can see down to the floors below but you also see kind of this weird light emanating up from below it's almost flickering blinking of some kind like it's it has a pattern, but there's so much of it, it comes out as kind of one solid light. It's almost like looking into the front door of a club. You can tell there's different kind of flashes going on, but it kind of it blends together into a weird kind of haze of light coming up through the holes. The room is getting more and more dangerous to be in, though, too. Like, you're realizing that you are standing on a floor, for the most part, made of these cables. Like, whatever this is, is shifting and contorting and just kind of changing space or it more or less it's it's retreating maybe is the way of thinking of it. it's retracting to a much more kind of typical cable infestation type of network situation as you've encountered so far
0: can i ask a question sure the blinking of the lights is that not dissimilar to blinking of servers or is it similar to the cable blinking we saw before in
2: that yes it's both, but probably not the disease one. This is too much blinking, I guess, for that. How far is that drop down there? got to look down the hole? Yeah. All right. Give me a sand check as you look down the hole.
0: Absolutely. 38 out of
2: 57 success. All right. 1d6 sand damage still. Ooh. 1d6 on a success? Four. I'm going to offload some. All right. Two. under who?
0: The only person I'm bonded with left, my girlfriend, which brings that bond down to one.
2: All right. Started at the bottom, now we're here again, I suppose, with that. So, looking down through the floors of what was once the orbital basement levels, it doesn't make sense. The cables are coming out of what appears to be a pit at the bottom of these floors, except what you would guess is floor four and five have been removed, changed, and as it kind of gets closer and closer to what you describe as maybe the bottom the cables turn from what you've seen so far these very traditional plastic rubber cables to tentacles covered in small red blinking lights small mouths teeth eyeballs all over it's a very gradual change so you can't quite spot where it goes from being cable to this obviously kind of organic material but at the bottom of all of this is this mass of steam smoke cloud it's made up of, again, of flashing lights and eyes and, again, small mouths and large mouths and when you hallucinated, when you read the code. And it's looking at you. And give me an intelligence. Sure. all that, 85 success. It is reaching into the world you are in. It is reaching into the basements of Orbita. And it's reaching into something. You can't tell where all the cables that are coming up along the kind of hip this thing's created to it Are all kind of veering off in a direction? They're all kind of going towards something ultimately. You're not quite sure what.
0: So I know the direction where the things are headed.
2: You could probably guess, yeah, give or take. But again, the floor is changing. Like more and more holes are opening up. It's widening. Like this thing has dissolved, removed. You're not quite sure what the right word is. Kind of the cement floors that have existed since this building was built from it up to I guess the bottom of the building. Maybe not. You're not quite sure reality's not making as much sense as it used to 10 seconds ago
0: time to move guys Lawrence will like give direction on the way that we're supposed to be going yeah that's a give me a navigate oh boy well boys we can pray 16 out of 10 percent. so fail. close
2: so close i mean this place is a bit of a maze like you may eventually find a door that will lead you down a floor
0: i have a question sure. it's gonna be a little weird you know Cord management is an important part of computer sciences. Could I use computer sciences to basically follow the cables to where they're supposed to be going?
2: I love yes. But only after you go down a floor, I guess. Like, kind of, okay. you got yourself discombobulated looking for trying to follow those previously. Cool.
1: I fucking love that, by the way. I just got to say.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Got to get creative <laughs> with skills sometimes.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the meantime, though, I am going to yell it. Fire starter and uh, say, hey,
3: get those Molotovs ready as we're following Lawrence. Gotcha. A snapple fact. Fire is fun. And I will light a Molotov and just kind of throw it not at Florence, but like kind of in the direction to see if we can kind of clear away some of the cables around the floor entrance, I guess, to see if we can kind of clear away some of the cables. Well, the cables are the floor. Yeah. Oh, the cables are the floor. Gotcha. Okay, so maybe that's not the best idea, but I'm just gonna throw one of the molotovs like at the monitor wall or like where I can see like a large group of cablings or whatever the hell have you. That's kind of away from the entrance then, just so that way I can cause like a distraction of like fire.
2: That makes a lot of sense. Alright, so you're gonna kind of take the stairs down to the next floor down? Yes. Yes. hmm While we're kind of
3: huffing it. I want to pause it. Hey, so what if what if the NSA card is like a horcrux? Because apparently William was an NSA guy. That's his card key, whatever the hell. It didn't burn away when we kind of set the other things on fire.
0: Just hold on to it. We might need it to get into the room that we're headed to.
3: Yeah. True idea. When we're leaving, as we're leaving,
2: let's throw it in the metal orb. Maybe.
0: Let's not worry about that for now.
2: All right. All right. So you find the staircase, you go down it, and you emerge onto what at one point was the second layer of the orbit basement, And the influence in this place has changed it from, you're not quite sure what the original purpose was. It has kind of maybe a couple remnants of maybe looking like a lab or some type of more technical room of some kind, but it's been replaced with kind of almost fleshy, bulbous things. Not quite kind of the, the spawning nodes you saw in... Chicago, but kind of a similar vibe. These appear to be younger, maybe not fully developed, and they also kind of appear to be they are more intertwined with the technology. They're, the, the cables are more going into them. One might call them more integrated than the ones you've encountered so far. Out in the uh, hangar, it was all kind of a wild situation. This is very much a part of the system integration of this weird spawning system used to make these flies. Now they them are at risk of opening, they don't look done maybe they're frozen maybe they're paused maybe they can be triggered by the system who knows at quick glance you kind of find yourself in a floor just again slowly the kind of floor that's made of cables removing itself or regenerating itself as more holes open and kind of stuff falls through from the floor above but also you're surrounded by kind of these pustule nodes you know all too well from your time in chicago that at one point might have spewed forth Insects are capable of hijacking a human body, but they seem almost dormant. Small, underdeveloped. What do you do? Um,
3: maybe wait to light the
0: fire until we're almost out of the room. It's going to be harder to navigate with smoke.
2: Wait, set
3: these things on fire? Yeah. All right. I um, take out the, uh, the peach tea ones, the gasoline. Sure. All right. Uh, we keep moving. Oh, true, true, true. Just tell me when.
0: Florence is going to point out to, like, Foxtrot what we're looking for and, and suggest that, like,
2: What's okay. your comp side again for that?
0: Minus 54.
2: Yeah, that's uh, high enough to kind of have an idea of like, yeah, the cables. Now that you're kind of in the nest, now that you're in where all these cables are hypothetically coming from, this is a direction that you can kind of follow the flow of them. They are kind of going eventually off in one direction. So you're going to point that out to Foxtrot? Yes. All right. Foxtrot, give me a navigate. Can I assist him? Does Florence assist me? You're getting a plus 10 because of Florence's health. Yes. 55 critical. All right. So despite the slowly shifting terrain of this building or of this basement, whatever you want to call this at this point, you see a path. And it's not the path you'd think for a second that you thought, OK, we'll go across them and take the stairs down. But there you see it kind of the floor coming undone. The cables moving have created a bit of a ramp that you could run down to kind of get to the third floor of the basement. You all, I'm assuming, hightail it towards that. Yep. Yes. Well,
1: right. Obviously, while staying in formation, of course. Yeah.
2: All right. Kind of as you're doing this, everyone give me athletics. 30, 37
0: out of 43 success.
3: 7 out of 63 success. Uh, 71 out of 66 failure.
2: Yes, yeah, so you're slowed a little bit. The floor is coming undone. It's hard to move. But two of the three of you make it through pretty and You kind of keep Firestarter moving as part of this and have kind of slide down this ramp into what remains of the
0: server. Before we slide, Florence is just going to say now.
2: I huck it. All right. Kind of anywhere here will work for the fire purposes. So it goes off. The more flammable, fleshy parts, they catch fires. They have so many times before. It's definitely spreading. You're realizing that the cables here are also kind of interwoven with some of those more flesh like tentacles you encountered all the way back in Chicago. They're kind of transferring the fire around. It's going up, not as fast as the hangar outside, but definitely this floor is on fire as well, or it's slowly getting there. You slide down the ramp into. What at one point may have been a server room, but is now something so, so much stranger. Compared to all of the other rooms you've come across so far in this building, once you've gotten below ground, this room is both simultaneously the least and most changed. All the server racks are, for the most part, still there. Some have been smashed, some have been knocked over. They're still identifiable as server racks except for in a couple instances where the exterior is shifted into a very slick, almost oily rock-like material on certain of them. Like it's some of them been kind of like broken off the way you might break off some rock, which doesn't make sense for the server. And they, they obviously weren't set up. this way. They make a weird maze that seems to spiral towards the center of the room. But more importantly, the cables kind of come through and where in other rooms, they were kind of like, all over the place, they made up the floor, they made up the ceilings, they were kind of just coming through at random. They almost seem to cling to this room in a strange way. There's a presence that's not been present before in anywhere in orbit. You've never seen the cables kind of be this kind of almost like embedded in the wall. You can almost see them gripping the reality. They've managed to kind of wrap themselves around in a very strange, almost animalistic, very kind of almost a mountain climber type of way. What do you do?
0: So There are servers in the room, yes?
2: Yeah, the room is full of servers. It's not a small room. What you'd expect from a company that's trying to set up server technology back in the 90s and early 2000s, it's quite a few servers. Most of them are kind of obviously off and destroyed. There definitely does seem to be a center to the room. Some of the cables definitely kind of congregate. There's a big kind of spike out of the ceiling of just hundreds of cables that shoot down in mass into one kind of centralized point to all of this.
3: Let's move. All right. Are we setting this on fire too, or are we just gonna keep moving? I think we're going
0: to the center so we can get a better look at what this is all connected to. Gotcha, gotcha.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm gonna throw my glasses real quick. Is anything discernible?
2: No change. No change. Okay. It's strange though too. We're like in the previous rooms, the corruption that's spread to all the surfaces. This is still a cement basement. Like you can still see what remains of the walls here. It's not totally covering all of it. It's not gonna hundred percent. Absorption, which is tad strange. Right, you're going to start trying to make your way towards the center? Yeah. Give me a search as you start trying to kind of make your way through all of this. You want one from all of us? Yeah, why not? 66 fumble. 28% success.
3: 70,
1: 77 fumble? Oh my God.
2: Firestarter sees that despite the madness of the cables, you could actually just follow them to the center. There is an odd kind of uniformity, almost like a lay of them that can be followed. Boxtrot and Florence are not so lucky. They see the reality of what's happening here. Both of you give me a sand check. Uh,
0: 45 out of 55 success.
2: 31 out of 26 failure. All right. Florence, give me a 1d10 for sand damage. Seven. All right. Boxtrot, give me a 1d20 for sand damage.
1: Oh, nine.
2: All right.
0: Projection time, baby. Yep. That will break my final bond.
1: Uh, What is it? 1d4,
2: right?
0: Yep. I know this does not matter too much, but I have broken again.
2: Is anyone almost at zero yet? No. All right. But that does also break me, my next breaking point. Yep. That will not matter just yet for this. So, yeah. So I just need to offset my two. I'm going to do it to Florence because that's my biggest one. So I've got five left on my bond there. All right. And who'd you offload on to Florence?
0: My last bond, which was her girlfriend. Mm. They're all gone now.
2: Makes a certain amount of sense. All right. So what you see is horrifying to realize as much as the thing below all of this is reaching into your reality, whatever's coming out of those servers, whatever's connected to those servers is reaching out to it. This room is the anchor holding whatever that thing is in the bottom of the orbital basement here. It is gripping on to this. And it's just not holding on. The server room is holding on to it.
0: I think it's time you planted those explosives.
2: This room is too big to deal with just the explosives. I think it's time
0: we destroyed
2: this. Also, both of you get three points of unnatural. Okay. You see the reality of what it is. You see something anchoring itself into reality. You also see reality anchoring into it. I'm at 42
0: unnatural now.
2: Real bad.
1: I'm at 12
2: unnatural. I don't know what that means. Not great. Not terrible. Okay.
0: 42 unnatural means that I can never leave a Delta Green. (laughs) Ever.
2: Oh. Oof. It's fine. I also will say that as part of that... Florence doesn't freeze, but kind of because of just the enormity of this, the impossible of this. Lockstrat is frozen for a little bit. You managed to shake it off. The stuff that kind of a shell shock moment is just, this is all just way, way, way too goddamn much. This is beyond anything you've encountered before. This is too unnatural, if you will. But also, yeah.
0: It is anchored to the server in the middle of the room, right?
2: That seems to be what you figured out, yeah.
0: Okay, really fast. Make sure we know our exits.
1: Am I still shell shocked, or am I like?
2: You managed to shake it off, but like, it, you're you're definitely kind of frozen for a lot longer than you want to be here. Like, that's probably even just a couple seconds, but like, it's a noticeable kind of fire starter. And Florence both kind of noticed that you pause very much. Like, oh god,
1: okay,
2: Boxer, are you good?
1: Huh? Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, yeah. Let's. I don't know what you saw, but keep in mind. In cases of emergency, it's always good to know where your fire exits are. As I kind of lift up two of the Molotovs, it sounds like we're about to uh, run again.
1: Yeah, but we're going to need more than that. Give me one of the C4s.
3: Uh, with us still here? Yeah. Give me one of the C4s. Um, This isn't going to be a grenade in a dead pit, is it?
1: Give me one of the C4s. Jesus Christ. Okay, okay, okay. Here you go. So we haven't stepped in the room, right? We're looking into the room, but we're not I mean, in it, you're, right?
2: You're kind of the threshold. You're in the room a little bit.
1: Okay. So you said the servers anchored onto this whatever this thing is, and vice versa, in kind of like a the only way I can describe it is like does it look like it's this weird yin yang esque anchoring on each other kind of thing? No,
2: think of it more kind of like weaving two ropes together. Like it, thousands ah. of threads of cable reach out, and thousands of tentacle and cable reach back and they kind of weave themselves together or maybe they even connect at the ends where the cables could connect
1: okay so i look at the team and say i'm gonna throw the c4 on that giant intertwined piece of shit over there
2: not close enough to do that and
1: no okay how far is it in like is it really
2: far in easily kind of like 50 feet okay I also would say that kind of like with the cables in the air, like it, this is a hard thing to throw. But the kind of cable mess that seems to be the anchor is thick enough that unless you place that real well, it might just piss it off.
0: Look, we need to go in to get a better look.
3: Yeah, All right. I've got three Snapple apples left, which is, these are, these are flashbangs, basically. These will burn up real quick, real easy. Can clear away.
0: Yeah, let's make sure we know our exits. So this is a way out. Can we see any other access Charlie?
2: Not right now, no.
0: Let's move in and examine the area before we,
2: you know.
1: Yeah, before I step in, step in, can I do an alertness check to see if there's anything that, like, is looking at us or noticing us? Because I know that like, the room is just kind of existing, but...
2: Sure, you can do an alertness check.
1: Okay. 36 out of 76 success.
2: Yeah, so you never realized it before, but all those weird blinking lights inside of the cable wraps that kind of you thought were just maybe like LEDs or diodes of some kind. They're eyes. Hundreds of thousands of eyes just woven throughout all of this cable. You also realize that kind of the the, the organic parts of the cables you saw, the tentacle aspects of it. All the eyes are trained on you 3 Foxdruck give me a sand check.
1: Brought that on myself. Uh 85 out of 20 failure.
2: All right. 1d6 sand damage. One. I'll just take that. Sure. Yeah, for a CIA man, this is probably like as close as you can get to being in hell. Like it is literally a room of something watching you. Like you were inside of a thing, keenly aware of your existence. So Firestarter, since you found it, you're going to lead the team to the center following the cables you realized or actually kind of making a bit of a path. So I'm going to throw one of these flashbangs kind of towards the center.
3: Hopefully, it's going to burn out real quick. It's not going to be something that's going to linger, but the moment that we have a clear shot, we move. We move as a group. We don't lose it, leave anybody behind. Yes? Yeah. You remember, if you burn the floor, we won't have floor. I thought there was floor. Oh, God. Fuck. You're the okay. floor. Here oh, there's an actual floor. floor here. Yeah. Never mind. Ignore me. It's all good. All right. Ready? On the count of three. We go on three. One, two, and I huck okay. it.
1: As he hucks it, I... Basically, get myself like combat ready with the SMG up.
0: Lawrence will keep a hold of John's shoulder, but also have the SMG like in a ready position.
2: My okay. hands are filled with
3: bottles, so I can't exactly have gun right.
2: Now. Yeah. All right. So it hits the ground like just one of the flashbangs, correct? Yes. This is Snapple apple. So what are you trying to do? I guess like so it can't see you. There's cables around, correct? Yeah.
3: The way that I was envisioning the room is that there's kind of like that center server area with the cables kind of like lying all over the place. The idea of the flashbangs is to basically, it's a quick burn. So it's intense, hot heat centered in a specific area. Ideally, the cables are going to kind of shrink away or just kind of like reel back in um, avoidance of it.
2: Sure. Okay, I follow now. Yeah,
3: because it's a quick burning thing. It's not going to leave like a trail of fire. So it's not like the homemade napalm where we're trying to run over
2: that, you know? Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So just trying to clear some of the cables away. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah it accomplishes that. Maybe some of the cables move, some of them don't. Like Again, there's a lot of cables here.
3: But the less amount of cables that we're going to yep. encounter
2: is the best. <laughs> which,
3: is, which
2: is my understanding. This is true. It takes a few minutes. You eventually manage to weave your way amongst kind of this strange hybrid of slick, oiled stone, 90s server racks, and something truly unsettlingly organic, now the server racks, to the center. And... What you find there is both beautiful and horrifying. Give me a sand check, everyone. 54 out of 51 fail. 85 out of 19 fail. 47 out of 24 fail. All right. 1d10 sand damage to everyone. Oh, 4, eight, two. So you find yourself standing in front of, it almost looks to be like a collection of servers eight of them to be precise, that appear to be made of maybe ice or some type of glass-like structure that threw them snake thousands, millions of those small cables that you saw back in the green box. And they all extend inwards into what at one point was a human body. What remains is parts of a skeleton, but primarily a slowly beating heart and a brain with the eyeballs still attached to it via the nerve endings. You see blood slowly pump in and out of the cables connected to the server. You see across the server the code that makes up the C.exe program, and you realize this is quite literally
3: the heart of all of this. Hello, William. There's a slight
0: pause in Florence before she just yells, shoot it, and is going to start aiming her weapon.
1: And uh, as soon as Forrest says shoot it, I'm going to go ahead and take the shot. All right. So you're shooting into the servers? Uh, No, I'm shooting. You said I can see the brain. We can see the
2: brain and the heart, right? He's inside. Like uh, the servers are around him.
1: Okay, so there's no clear shot directly to it, right? Okay, then I'm going to shoot at whatever server is giving the brain cover from my vantage point. Sure. The submachine gun, then. I'm going to crouch and cover my head. 40% 40% out of 81 success.
2: You just fire point blank range into this kind of weird crystalline server resembling thing with small chunks of 90s technology floating inside of it and the bullets just thud into it. They barely penetrate the outside skin of this thing. It almost seemed to hang there in midair around this. Um, looking around can I immediately see what because I,
3: I see that there are life support cables, basically, pumping blood in and out and everything like that. Can I immediately trace those out to any cables that I can reach?
2: They run into the kind of crystalline server structures. They don't seem to exceed from there. The crystalline structures have the more normal cables extending from them into the rest of the mess. And kind of they're also the one that kind of weave up into the strand that seems to extend from the pit outside. They never get beyond the kind of footprint of the servers. Gotcha.
3: So, with that being said, how many of the flashbangs did I use? Did he just use all of them as trying to get to the center, or yeah, was that... getting
2: here used a bunch of them? Okay, cool.
3: So, free hands. I just wanted to make sure that was what my personal status was. Free hands. I'm pulling out my knife and I'm gonna start hacking away at the closest cable. I guess that's kind of plugging into the crystals.
2: Yeah, you can do that. Give me a one d four because of the elder sign on it. Three. Yeah, probably spark something as you're cutting through it. These cables are indeed unnatural. They're also just kind of cables at the end of the day, too. Like, actually, you've never actually cut one of these cables open before. So inside of it, despite it looking like a normal cable. It does have an organic, fleshy core to it after you slice it in half. Give me a sand check. I kind of gag as I'm doing okay. that. 60% out of 22% failure. All right. 1d4 sand damage. One. I'm just going to go ahead and eat that. It would take you years to hack all of these cables away, and as you're kind of looking on, you do kind of see some other cables come out of nowhere to replace the one you just hacked. Oh, god fucking
3: damn it. Do you guys see any way in? Any way in?
0: You have to get in to kill it.
3: It's all crystal clear. I mean, don't mind the pun right now, but glasses, uh, the glasses. The glasses, the glasses. I reach into my coat pocket and I put on the
2: glasses. change but give me a search as you take them off 37 out of 67 percent success on the search kind of the gap in the servers where you assume william's body is resting there's nothing above it there's cables that kind of make a canopy above it but like there's no hard surface above him gotcha
1: is it like a net on top of it and then okay
2: i I would say like throwing something in that might be hard boosting someone up onto the servers and having them jump down that's more plausible I brace my knees and i interlink my hands together and i just shout foxtrot giddy up i take his
3: cue and uh, jump on
2: up all right yeah, you're standing on top of these kind of icy crystalline rectangles and so you're trying to kind of jump down in there with them yeah all right you kind of move some cables away uh, give me a strength check as you're doing that okay. 73 out of 55 failure it's really hard to push these aside. Like The cables are definitely suddenly a lot more active. They're fighting you a little bit. Like Maybe they're even trying to coil around you some, stop you from getting to William. Fire. Give him some fire. Uh,
3: alright. Diet peach tea it is. And I grab one of the bottles of the, it's just chemicals that were just haphazardly thrown in. I do a quick whistle through my teeth to catch Foxtrot's attention. Uh, and I shake the bottle, and I motion to toss it to
1: him okay do i have to roll like an athletics to catch or anything
3: i
2: need fire starter throwing out to do an athletics yes okay. athletics it is 42 percent out of 66 yeah kind of underhand toss it up to him
1: okay is there an area where the cables are where i can set that off if you will and not hurt myself in the process
2: you trying to burn the cables
1: i'm trying to burn maybe an opening for me to get down there a little bit
2: opening up an opening big enough for the bottle way easier than making an opening big enough for you to get through. Okay.
0: While he's doing that, I look around for an exit.
2: The only obvious exit is still the one that you came in through. Okay.
0: There's no like exit sign that's just barely
2: covered by Not yet. Okay, cool.
1: Okay. So I... mm, Okay, I'm gonna try to drop the bottle, like basically not set it off, but like basically drop the bottle into the area under me, like through that hole sure. to where his body is. Sure. And then shortly after I get the bottle in, the C4 that I got earlier from Firestarter, I'm going to set to blow up in...
3: We have up to an hour.
1: Up to an hour on it. No, we need something a lot sooner.
0: I mean, you can set it to like two minutes.
1: Yeah, let's do that. I'll set it to two minutes and then push it through the hole. And then I'm going to climb down.
0: All right. You might almost be to the fireman's carry part of this job. Firestarter. Well, here we go.
1: So, yeah. So I stick them to them after I drop the C4 with the yeah. timer and say, we've got two minutes. Run. All
2: right. Everyone give me athletics checks. I pick up Florence. All right. 62 out of 63 success for me. All right. So Firestarter, make your athletics check at a minus 20.
3: Oh, shit. Yeah, At a minus twenty, that would have been a forty-six percent, and I got a thirty
2: percent success. Yep. So you start running out of here. Getting out of here is a little bit easier because you kind of know where you came from. It does take a little bit of time, though. Too, like, you are navigating out your way out of a maze. So you get to the stairwell, and then your kind of explosion cocktail goes off, and there's a split second where nothing happens, and then everything starts to happen. The cables start to. Th- thrash wildly you hear this cracking of glass sounds like whatever you did it was either successful or very bad you're not quite sure which as you keep running up the stairs but so you now emerge into where those pods were again and the fire has spread making much harder to see your way through this floor also cables are flailing about they're dragging themselves towards holes in the floor Everyone give me a dodge who's running right now. Firestarter give me a dodge at minus 20 because you're carrying someone. Oh, this is going to be great. 75 of a 50 failure. 15% out of 12% failure. Are you fucking
3: kidding me? God damn it.
2: All right. You both get knocked down. All three of you kind of spill across the floor as just whips of heavy tentacles and tendrils and just kind of chunks of the building start to fly about you as you hit the deck.
0: While we're on the ground... Can I roll like an intelligence or something to remember the way back to the other stairs we're looking for? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, ish, I guess. Yeah, I'll let you roll intelligence for that. 1% critical? Yeah, you got a pretty good vague idea of it. You generally know the rough direction you're trying to get to. You're still on the ground and the ground is shifting, kind of dragging you towards oblivion, the thing below. The holes in the floor on this floor are opening up more and more as more of, Whatever this is, is dragged out of our world. Give me a dex check, everyone. See if you can kind of get back up on your feet and get going.
3: No, stay on the ground. The room's on fire, smoke inhalation. Get on your uh, we We're going to try to crawl as best as we can. Dexterity for crawling, then, I guess?
2: You got knocked down, I guess. Like, oh, think of it just see, more see. as like getting back into a plausible position.
1: Okay, 62 out of 65 success for me,
3: 35 out of 40% success for me, 17 out of 60% success.
2: Very nice. Yes, yeah, so you kind of get back into movable positions. You're going to crawl across the floor here. Try to hustle as best you can, and I relay some information as to
3: like the most ideal way of moving, especially on the ground. I would say, as a fire safety technician, I have taught many a drill on how to escape a burning building. So ideally, yes, crawl. Just because you said the fire is spread and this is the pod, so it's exuding an insane amount of smoke. I'm gonna imagine.
2: Yeah. Cool. So we still have one more floor left i would say swiftly a crawl all right so it's not kind of extend your time in this room though because you do move slower everyone gives me athletics check we're all staying
0: together when we crawl right yeah is that our
3: plan i'm not going too far ahead i'm taking the rear 23 out of 43 success 34 out of 63 success 98 out of 66 percent failure
2: all right so Firestarter starts to fall behind some He's kind of hitting more obstructive piles of cable, maybe the stuff around him moving a bit slower. You make it about a third of the way through the room, give or take. Or sorry, you're a tad farther behind. You are going in the right direction. You can kind of see vaguely through the smoke what looks like an opening in a wall, like it's just a different color from the rest of it. It's a void in space. All right, everyone give me another dodge check as you're kind of crawling through this. I'll give you a plus 10 because you're on the ground though too.
3: I got 36 out of 50 plus 10 success. Are you serious? Forty nine percent out of forty two percent. All
2: right. So, two of you that failed that dodge check. Multiple cables just hit you hard, and they kind of seem to grasp at you. They're slithering around you. They're grabbing your legs, your arms, your torso, and they're dragging you back slowly as this thing seems to be sinking. Like you're now sinking with it, as just it tears at everything possible around it. Both of you, give me a strength check at minus forty. So,
0: since this is grabbing. Can we use fight back instead of dodge to, to keep it off?
2: No, it's too big.
0: Uh, okay.
2: It'd be like trying to fight back against a net, I guess, is the way of thinking of yeah,
0: it. Yeah. Can I use my elder sign hand to attempt to help pull these things off of
2: me? Sure. Go ahead with your elder sign hand? Yeah. All right.
0: Strength still, minus 40. Uh. Yep. Yeah. 65 out of modified 10 fail. 46 out
3: of 30%. All
2: right. So you're going to try and hit it with the elder sign hand? Yes. Lawrence? Yes. All right, so you press your hand kind of flat against these cables, and it's definitely smoldering, but it's also kind of like trying to push a whale with a pinky. The surface area is just ridiculous. Like, the pain in your hand is extreme. Give me 1d4 for willpower. All right, so that burns. Uh, give me a 1d4 for damage. Four. All right, so you feel... The Elder Sign draining your body to keep this up. It is taking so much. You can feel the arm it's in withering slowly as it just kind of saps your life away as you press against this thing. And it's smoking. It's not doing much, though, unfortunately. Lockstrott, you're not in this tangle. You're about a third of the way through the room. Do you go back and try and help people? Do you just head for the exit at this point? You might not even necessarily... Actually, give me a little. so you're even aware of this happening. Like, it's just chaos in here.
0: We were in okay. formation, to be
2: fair. Give yeah. me a plus 20 for that to see if you can keep track of them.
1: I would have got it anyway if I got the plus 20. 62 out right. of 76 success.
2: All right. Yeah, so you see your teams getting kind of dragged down by these things. Like In a weird way, you see Florence probably the best because her hand is literally glowing as it presses against this kind of mass of stuff. What do you do?
1: I'm going to go ahead and get back there and try to help Florence.
2: All right. So Firestarter, you're still tangled up in this. Foxtrot, you're going off to help Florence. Florence, you're being dragged back as your hand is glowing through all of this. Firestarter, what do you do? Are my hands free? Define free. like They're not like shackled or anything. You're just kind of caught in this net of cables and tentacle and chunks of building.
3: Gotcha. I want to pull out my submachine gun and just kind of do a directional spray in almost like a cutting motion. This is a large tentacle, correct? Or a large cable?
2: It's a large mass of them, yeah.
3: Awesome. I'm going to aim at a decent, like, maybe about, like, two feet. No, not two feet. Yeah, about, like, two or three feet away from where um, Florence is. And I'm going to kind of do an upward spray to kind of see if I can just kind of hit that section of cable. So that way it stops, like, grabbing on Florence. Okay. So in a way it's, like, trying to just kind of free her and whatnot. All right. Give me firearms. 94 out of 71% failure. God damn it.
2: It's a hard shot. You're moving like it's kind of whipping around you. All right. Lawrence, we're on you. What are you doing? So
0: I have John's help now. Yep. I'm going to like loop my arm around his because I'm not strong enough to pull myself free. Yep. I'm going to let him do the pulling, but I'm going to attempt to shotgun blast the things that are wrapped around me with the uh, underbarrel of the SMG. All right. You have a scope.
2: It's point blank bridge, the shotgun. Like you're going to hit
0: Oh, do you want me to just roll damage then?
2: Yeah, just roll damage for me. Thirteen damage. Yeah, so a big chunk of just the tentacle cables bust out of there. But it's again, you're shooting into a large mass of it. Like it definitely kind of loosens you up some as part of this. All right, foxtrot, you're up. All right, what are you doing?
1: As uh, Florence is taking her shots, I'm help like pulling
2: her in the process to like lift her up out of the cables. Give me a strength at minus ten because she's definitely managed to free herself up some.
1: 41 out of 45 well it's 55 minus 10 which would be 45 but i got a 41 so it's a success sure Ooh,
3: just right underneath there
2: yeah so kind of almost painfully florence is pulled out of this mass i will say though having done this you have noticed that like the floor is starting to buckle and get dragged down with you. this space is starting to collapse some fire starter what do you do
3: after seeing florence free and everything else with that i yell out fuck fire safety Run, get out of here as fast as you can. I will catch up. And I use my undersling to, to hit the cables that are wrapping
2: around me. All right. All right. Give me a 2d10. 14. Yeah. So another kind of just big chunk of cable and tentacle gets blasted out of the way for the shotgun. Florence, Foxtrot, you're free. Firestorm is telling you to run. What do you do?
0: Florence is going to wrap an arm or like burnt arm around John and uh, say, all right, let's go.
1: John is going to take a second to look at Firestarter and say, you better get out of here. And then I, uh, I assist Florence in getting out. So we're both going to leave like basically gun towards the exit. Sure.
2: All right. Both of you give me athletics checks.
1: Do I have any modifier because I'm helping Florence out?
2: I was going to be nice and not give you a negative for that, but. If you want a negative.
0: Do I get a bonus for his <laughs> oh, health?
2: I will, not,
1: I will not take the negative. Uh, 44,
0: pun, uh, fumble. 44 <laughs> out of 43.
1: I will and, and Forget I mentioned anything about a, uh, a modifier here. I'll yeah. roll that athletics and get a 20 out of 63 success.
2: All right. Foxtrot, you take off running as just kind of more of the floor starts to collapse and cave in around you. as It's dragged down with whatever this thing is. Lawrence, you're trying to keep up, you're doing a real good job, and then the floor just opens up behind you as a chunk of it's dragged down with it, and from Firestarter's perspective, he sees Foxtrot make it most of the way across the room, partially because the room is now coming towards him almost, it seems, but he also sees Florence just disappear into a void that got ripped into the floor. Firestarter, what do you do? No, 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 no,
3: no, God fucking damn it, no! As I do another shotgun blast to try to
2: free myself. One shot in the younger slung, so you need to do a strength check to get out of here or try something else. Oh, one shot in the underslung. Okay. I'm gonna try to strength check to rage myself out of the being caught up. I'll even give you a flat strength check on this. Forty-two percent out of 70%. All right, so you managed to get free. Florence, you are falling. Falling towards this thing. And so I have a question. I was being helped
0: by foxtrot so is he around when i fall
2: he kind of slipped off him i guess is how i'm interpreting the fumble
0: so but is he close or is he just full gone
2: he's he's close enough he wants to turn back and grab you Left to pass an alertness though to grab you all right so florence you're falling foxtrot you are almost at the exit but you also realize florence is gone give me an alertness
1: 15 out of 76
2: success all right so you kind of see her two-thirds of the way into a hole in the floor what do you do
1: As she's falling, I'm gonna quickly snap around and grab her by the arm and, like, just using momentum to, like, grab her and keep moving towards the door.
2: Give me athletics. 78 out of 63, failure. You make contact for a split second and just you feel the fingers pass through. I attempt to grab him? Yes, you can. Oh. Give me athletics. Oh, boy. 49 out 43 fail. Fuck me. All right, so Florence, you are falling. The mass of lights and eyes is rapidly approaching for you, and then you kind of feel a hand grab yours, and you are pulled somewhere. Oh, boy. <laughs> but we'll come back to that later.
3: Oh, no. <laughs>
2: yeah. All right, fire starter. Do I see
3: her just kind of zoot out of there, just disappear?
2: It's a kind of like, not quite fall direct down, but kind of like you managed to try and scramble at the edge. it wasn't quite fine purchase. You are free, kind of Foxtrot standing, just shocked. I'm assuming that this is not being able to grab this. What do you do?
3: I yell at Foxtrot. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. Fuck, we gotta go. And I get up and start running. Give me the athletics check. All the while, I am screaming, fuck, I'm an idiot.
2: God damn it. Why? God fucking damn it uh 95%. You don't quite catch up, Foxtrot. You're almost at the exit. Give me athletics check.
1: 83 percent critical.
2: baby let's go. I'll give you an option. Do you want to run back and try and help Firestarter get some more ground, or do you just want to keep booking it at this point?
1: Uh, how close is Firestarter from me?
2: He's close enough that you could probably zip back and kind of drag him along pretty well, kind of thing. You You both could start your next turn at the kind of going upstairs, if you will, or you could be more or less out of this building, potentially.
1: Of course I'm going to help him.
2: All right. Yes, you race back, kind of grab fire, start to drag him forward. You both kind of stumble up the stairs into what was at one point, that strange room full of screens and William's head. Give me athletics check. I'll give you a plus 20 at this one, because this floor hasn't quite fallen through as much just yet. The cables are kind of like almost like rope sliding out of this space though they're whipping across the ground. The ground is rapidly deteriorating
1: twenty nine out of sixty three plus twenty which would make it eighty three so success for sure
3: seven percent out of eighty six percent athletics success,
2: yeah, you make it across here the ground is smoother, and you kind of bust up into the main offices of orbita, which you can even see at this level. The ground is starting to crack like this thing's tendrils run and you kind of book it across the corporate floor of this out the door towards the car i assume oh before that remember how i planted the um the charge right
3: at the door uh, Right. do at the you center?
2: really want to take a chance and turn that thing
3: it's a little egg dial right yeah i could just uh, turn it as i'm running by
2: for the sake of flavor i'll say you do it sure it's, it's the building's already collapsing why the hell not we're always down for
0: more explosions
2: yeah
3: yeah i think was that fire starter for no reason yeah i just whip it
2: just a little behind the um, the um 10-minute mark. Sure. Amongst the crumbling, you hear that sinister tick of an egg timer starting to click down. So you get up the stairs, you race across the floor. This building is starting to collapse around you as this thing drags whatever tendrils it has spread out across this campus, throughout, who knows how far, across the up into this building, starts pulling parts of it down with it. You bust out the door. I'm sending your head towards your car. While I'm running by, can I
3: look at the orb? Because the orb's in the middle of the opening, correct? Give me a search. 73% failure.
2: You're not finding the orb amongst all this kind of craziness happening around you. It's very distracting. Cool. I continue and run outside towards the car. Yeah. Boxtrot, you do the same?
1: Yeah, pretty much. But as I'm running out the front door, I'd like to do a search and see if, like, the road or, like, the road towards the exit in the car is somehow compromised with cables or something.
2: No cables, but the like entirety of the campus, this platform you're on, is starting to crack.
1: So as we run out, I look at Firestarter and say, we might have to book it on foot, dude.
2: Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's a point? lot of distance to cover on foot. Driving's probably your better bet.
3: Okay.
1: Then, yeah, well, I'm going to run towards the car anyway, but I'm still going to say
3: we might have to book it just in case. Yep. So. We won't lock the doors. Gotcha. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. What's your drive at? My drive's at 53.
1: Okay, you drive. I'll passenger.
3: Got it. You jump in the car? Yeah. Jumping in the car. All right, give me a drive check. 96% out of 53% failure.
2: You're fumbling the keys. It's not great. Like the ground is starting to crack around you. Like You see kind of a chunk of the ground over by the hangar kind of like fall into itself. Give me another drive check. You're kind of like maybe you've flooded it. You're just not quite getting this thing to turn over. It's panic. This is a tense situation. Give me another drive check. 4% success. All right. You get this thing going. The engine roars. The car lurches forward with acceleration. You're going. I'm assuming you're just like flooring it at this point, give or take. Yes. All right. Fire start. I'm assuming your eyes are just straight ahead of you on the road. Foxtrot, are you doing anything particular at this point?
1: I'm keeping an eye on uh, basically behind us and the size to see if anything comes at us while we're trying to drive out of here. So I'm, I'm keeping basically an eye on everything else that is at the front of the road. So
2: Firestarter can focus on the road only. Sure. All right. So behind you kind of where the majority of the Orbita building used to stand, one giant, partially tentacle, partially cable smashes out of the ground and then kind of like a sickening, almost like cable or rope running across the surface sound just kind of snakes back into the ground. It's just the entire campus starts to cave in on itself. Firestarter, give me a drive check.
3: 33% yes. out of 53% critical. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah.
2: Tail it out of there. You are burning rubber. You are every driving cliche possible as just kind of this platform, this bunker, this whatever the hell you want to call it, collapses into itself and beyond. You hit the security gate that you passed a few hours ago onto the major highway. And you're home free. You're driving, you're speeding along. It's everything's tense, but you're out. I'm white knuckle driving, whether it be a mix of adrenaline,
3: sorrow, uncertainty, as well as just straight up rage over my stupid decision to try to claim, like, all right, cool, this fucking building's on fire. We need to stay safe. That never helped out with the previous one. Why would I call this now? I am taking in the brunt of the guilt. Of losing Florence because that was my call and I fucked up. I don't say very much driving at the moment. I may or may not be taking a couple swigs here and there, sure, as I'm driving. Boxtrot?
1: John doesn't really say anything. He's like pretty much quiet. If you turn over to fire start and say if you want a drink. I'll take over driving.
3: Yeah, let's. Yeah, I, I pull over on the side of the highway.
1: Yeah, at that point John doesn't say anything. He just opens the door, which is seats with fire starter gets back in and waits for him to get back in.
3: And then just very quietly and stoically and just empty of emotion. Uh, Before I get back in, I'm going to look behind kind of where we were driving away from. I'm just going to stare off a little bit before I unscrew the top of my flask. And I pour out a little bit onto the side of the road, staring out just a little bit longer before I, screw it back on and I get in passenger seat and I just close the door.
2: All right. So where are you off to? Back to the motel. All right. Yeah. So you arrive at the motel. You just kind of like stumble in at this point. How paranoid are you at this point? Like you saw the thing collapse. Like you're probably in the good.
1: It's John at this point is very like I don't care. Sure. So I'm just going to walk in and leave the door open for Firestarter to come in. And I'm just going to sit down on the couch and just blankly stare at the TV. I guess I'm guessing there was a TV in this room. I don't want to assume all of a sudden. I was
2: going to say, as you enter the room, you see Agent Tranche sitting on one of the beds waiting for you. She kind of looks at you, comes in, like, counts one, two, and grimaces. So she didn't make it, huh? Oh. oh something took her. She kind of nods at this. Something always does, unfortunately. I'm here to congratulate you two on a very successful freak seismic event caused by. I abandon overmining in the mountains. Congratulations.
1: I look over at
2: Tronch and I squint and say, please don't say congratulations. Not the word we're looking for here. I understand you're not exactly happy with how it turned out, but you did it. Best as we can tell, Orbit is gone. The other node houses we were monitoring, they reverted back to being just normal houses. It's tragic, but you succeeded. Maybe not the way you wanted to, and trust me, I get it. I've seen many agents die on my watch, far more than I want to think about, but all what we were getting into on this, you did a good job. Most of you are back. Take whatever time you need. But I also have use for two seasoned agents like you. Firestarter, I figure that you might like to pick up and rebuild f Cell at this point. You've demonstrated exemplary action in the field and good leadership, despite kind of gestures, you know, all of this. This was an extreme situation even by our standards, and you too performed well. Boxtrot, there is a company known as March Industries that we have a bit of an antagonistic relationship to. And we figured that you might appreciate some alone time in a more traditional espionage institution. Unfortunately, your absence from the CIA has gone noticed and we've managed to smooth that over some, but we would hate to let such developed spying talents go to waste. Take however much time you need. The field is rough. This can all wait. But understand there's still work to be done. Excellent hunting out there, agents. She kinda of gets up, leaves the room. She left some money on the kind of the bed she was sitting on and some cell phones. She kind of comes back in. I know it doesn't feel like it, but this was a victory. Because think of what a loss would look. Like. Trust me, I'm not happy with how this turned out either. She kinda of leaves at that point.
1: John looks over at Firestarter and says,
3: Do we have any alcohol in the fridge? There's some in my bag too. I take Florence's letter that she gave me, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to just kind of toss it onto the writing desk. I'm going to go walk inside the bathroom, close the door, and just start screaming.
2: So as you toss it onto the desk, give me a search.
3: 86% out of 67%.
2: Yeah, something's missing. Florence's jacket is there, the effects she left there, but there's something weirdly missing. You can't quite put your finger on it, though, but yeah, not a big deal. So you're into the bathroom screaming? Yes. Alright. Uh
1: I'm gonna grab the bottle of alcohol that uh that Firestarter has and I'm gonna pour myself uh a drink, sit down at the uh writing table area where he threw the letter and sit down and just kinda stay quiet for a moment, raise his glass, but not say anything. Sure. And then take a shot.
2: Alright. That brings this operation to a close. But it's because this is the end of our campaign, we're not gonna rob you of a home scene. Who wants to go first? Florence, you're going to go last on this because you have a very special home scene. Fantastic. Oh, All right, Firestarter, Foxtrot, who wants to go first? Uh, I can go first. That's fine. All right. So you've survived this. Tranche has further work for you type of thing. What does going home with this mean to you? Like you've lost a comrade. You have seen something absolutely impossible one too many times like, what is your sanity at at this point? My sanity is at 15, actually. Damn, yeah, you're down there. You are some undeniable damaged goods, if you will.
1: Oh, yeah. F- fully adapted to violence and fully adapted to helplessness.
2: How many disorders do you have at this point?
1: Well, considering that I got under my threshold here during this last part, I should technically now have three. Damn. Because I have paranoia, intermittent explosive disorder, and then whatever the third
2: one that's coming up next. Is three disorders, no bonds. Uh, you are, you are living that Delta Green life at that point. <laughs> uh, so, what do you do after this? Do you like go on vacation? Do you just go back to your apartment and like sit in the dark for a couple weeks? Like, what does returning to quote the normal look like for Foxtrot?
1: So he's definitely going to stay in his uh, his like townhome thing for a while. Sure. Actually, wasn't that destroyed when? All the cable shit went down?
2: No, your house is fine.
1: Okay. My uh, yeah.
2: house got blown up.
1: Okay, it was Florence's house. Okay, got gotcha. you. I figured maybe the other houses got destroyed in the process as well, but okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna stay home. Like, I just sit there. I don't really go outside. I actually don't even speak. I don't say anything. Don't interact with anyone. It's very, very
2: solemn. Do you wind up calling Tronch ever to take her up on her offer? I think after
1: about a month, he does ultimately end up calling Tranche.
2: Yeah, so she picks up right away. Agent Foxtrotter. I suppose I should say the agent formerly known as Foxtrot. Ready to get back to it? What you got for me? We've been keeping an eye on a little company known as March Industries. You probably know them from making a lot of the cruel technological advances the last decade or so, but I suspect you can guess where this is going. Plan tickets will be in your mailbox tomorrow. We'll talk more when you arrive. I won't be handling this from here on out, but I figured I'd read you in on this. Think of this as a long deployment corporate espionage type of situation. They have some new technology they've been working on, some type of advanced dream sequencing device or something like that, that, well, three of the test subjects for it, went absolutely crazy and one cracked their own skull open and pulled their own brain out. Not something we knew you could do until they did it. Hence the curiosity on this topic. Sound interesting? Job's a job. Understood. Question for you, Tronch. Hmm? Did you guys uh,
1: set up a burial for Florence, or at least a makeshift burial
0: kind of thing for her?
2: We have done what we can. The reality of our profession is we have to wait a little bit longer before notifying the rest of the world of Florence's passing. Um, her loved ones have been notified that she was in an accident. Um, Turns out there was a uh, leaf contamination situation at her lab that they had her under observation, an undisclosed location, pending improvement. Uh, she unfortunately didn't make it, a rare but unfortunate hazard of one in the CDC. Do you have a, a gravestone somewhere out here? Not yet. Last I heard, her girlfriend was working on something, an obelisk of some kind. They were going to put it up near where their house used to be.
1: Okay. Let me know when that's up. I'd like to pay my respects before I uh, take on the next job. If that's okay.
2: Understood, Agent, and welcome back.
1: I just hang up the phone at that point.
2: Yep. Firestarter. Firestarter
3: has kind of gone on a almost kind of physical regimen rampage. When shit goes awry, he will typically go back to doing training just because it's the one thing that you can do. I'm going to imagine that he does not go back to the fire station. Just quite yet, but sure. he does plan
2: on probably going to Alcoholics Anonymous. It makes it like he's gonna get clean, almost like he's gonna like he's gonna go full "My body is my temple," kind of like that. Slightly ridiculous, but kind of that that Spartan regiment of like, no, no, I need to be perfect. So this never happens again mentality, almost type of thing. Well, it just so happens to sound like he's kind of
3: falling into the trappings of his weird little obsession with trying to emulate the capabilities of father Faustus or the idea of father Faustus his third disorder
2: (laughs) comes obsessed with a ghost of a man. He never met in a worse way. Exactly. Interesting. He's going to be kind of thinking
3: about that. Still kind of carrying that guilt of his call, uh, killing his comrade when all of a sudden somebody that was his closest boss, I guess. Told him that he had excellent leadership qualities. So he's just fused, upset, trying to work that better out of himself or but at the same time, ranking himself to near death as he feels like he can't match up to what is expected. Sure. About two weeks in to him just kind of getting his shit together. He does call branch
2: agent firestarter. How nice to hear from you wasn't expecting to hear from you so soon after such an ordeal.
3: What else do I got going on? Let's be real. You know me.
2: I mean, you could always go back to being a fireman. There's people to save, heroics, cats in trees, women to help across streets, I think. Is that a thing firemen do? I don't know what y'all do out in California. Something like that. Are the Dalmatians a real thing or is this just a myth?
3: There's like a couple painted like utility boxes of some Dalmatians, but otherwise, unless you're getting into the costume for kid's birthday party no
2: fair enough well i suppose we're at a bit of a crossroads either you can go and start working on one hell of a chili recipe or it sounds like great to get back to work so is this a promotion as a handler or am i still a fieldie? oh no no you're not handler ready just yet now this is think of yourself as team lead for FSL we've assigned a new handler for that i'm just handling this transitionary period i think you'll like them we've given you a nice fresh batch of uh, U.S. military's finest accidentally exposed to things they probably shouldn't see about, and now we're home with some severe PTSD post-honorable discharge. Trying to find their way into more normal professions, if you will, that will be, how do I put this tactical beneficial to our organization. Sound like a good fit, potentially? Gotcha.
3: If it's going to be for field operative, give me three weeks to recover, give me three weeks to rebuild myself, and I'm in.
2: Understood. I suppose we can wait that long. Things have definitely slowed down some since whatever the hell happened. Yes, things seem to be returning to a tad more normal. Take your time, Agent. There's plenty of unnatural left out there. There's only so much, but there's still too much. Indeed there is. Why we do what we do, Agent. Glad to have you back, and good hunting. Thank you. Kind of hangs up at this point.
3: I am going to take a day. He's been trying to work up the will to read Florence's letter. But sure. he's going to sleep on it tonight open tomorrow.
2: Firestarter, you're going to read the letter. Oxford, you're going to read your letter as well, eventually? I'm going to read it
1: once Florence's, like, grave plot or stone, gotcha. like, gravestone. Yeah, yeah, I was going to go there, pay my respects, and read it there.
2: Gotcha. All right, cool. Yeah, so Firestarter, you read it the next morning.
0: Firestarter, you've come a long way since the man that I met on that mountain. And I'm glad that you have moved away from the less immature side of things since you've joined up. I'm happy to see the agent that you've become. And I'm glad to say that Foxtrot, myself, and any other agent could rely on you if we need you. I know that we've done some horrible things for the organization, you especially, but you need to know that they are necessary. Sometimes the things we do might cause us to lose faith in our fellow agents, handlers, the organization, and the direction of everything. But you need to remember that the mission always comes first. We always do these things for a reason. Myself, you, Oxtrot, everybody else, we are the only things that stand between the apocalypse and the cushy, fear-free lives our loved ones live and all those other clueless people out there. Sometimes we have to do horrible things to ensure that they get to keep doing that. You've done bad things. Seen what's eaten at you. I appreciate you. And you just need to remind yourself that you hadn't done it. And we hadn't done the horrible things that we did to get to here. We would not have completed this mission. And imagine the repercussions if we had failed. Remember what I taught you. Good luck.
2: Boxtrot, month or so later, you're notified that a gravestone's been erected. And you go there and read yours there?
0: John. I'm glad somebody made it out, at least. And if you're reading this, it means that it was you. Jobs like these tend to have casualties, and all. if you're reading this, I'm among them. I hope that you and Firestarter were able to make it out, and I hope that you were able to stop whatever the hell this was. This is the worst thing I've seen since I joined the organization, but people like us, we accept these kinds of risks. When we joined up, they're never going to stop asking you to go on another mission, not even after this one, as long as you can still hold the gun or say mission complete. They're going to keep sending you to go and stop all this unnatural shit. Just stay safe, make sure you survive, and maybe by the end of it, you'll still have a semblance of who you are. Remember what I taught you and good luck.
2: Last but certainly not least, Florence. Oh boy. You awake somewhere strange. You are on what can be best described as a beach, a beach of black sand, slowly being caressed by a ocean of black water while a red sky slowly fades to blackness as a black sun slowly rings above your head.
0: Same place where I had that dream where I was eating by a beach. I drank the universe tea.
2: Similar vibe to it. All right.
0: Yeah, she'll look around. Kind of like feel herself and make sure that she she's corporeal after, you know, falling.
2: Ah, uh, You appear to be physical. You can feel the sand underneath your toes. You can hear the water kind of slowly washing against the shore. It's weird, though. As you look around... The beach seems to go on forever. The water seems like it's like almost like where you're standing is flat. There's no curve to the earth. Like it's what you're seeing is exactly what goes on in all the directions forever. Okay. From out of nowhere, a tall eight foot figure with impossibly dark skin and kind of white highlights appears next to you. And maybe he's Egyptian of some kind robe and goes, I was wondering when you would wake up.
0: I recognize this person.
2: Oh, you know who exactly who it is. Seems like
0: we're talking again.
2: Yes. A long time ago, I made a deal with Agent Tronch. Agent Fiddlesticks, then, I suppose. You humans and your names. That the first time we met in Las Vegas, I would let you all go and that I would keep F-Cell safe. Well, Francis still exists in a coma. Not much I can do there. He is, by all definitions, safe. Me and sticks are still working at our deal, so to speak. She still owes me a favor, kind of gestures around. I suppose by the time we reach now, she will have even the score, if you will, which left you. Definitely seemed to complicate things. What do you mean? Kind of points out in the ocean, and there's just... You didn't see it before, but kind of now you're seeing that there's just this massive, thousands of stories tall, black obelisk out in the ocean. Oh, no. Your child. It has grown strong in your absence. It complicated things. It missed you. It kept you alive here. It's keeping you alive still. Give me an alertness check. Sure.
0: 71 out a 66 fail.
2: Your breathing is weird. Almost like your lungs aren't actually working anymore.
0: I feel like I'm trying to just breathe for breathing's sake.
2: Yes. That's a good way of putting it.
0: Yeah, she'll kind of like touch her chest and she'll be like, say, um... Why does it feel like I'm breathing just because it's habit?
2: Ab looks at you. You don't get it, do you? There's no air. That's gone. Long gone. I brought you here, the only safe place I could think of, the only place where you couldn't try and find your way back after you so foolishly chose to jump at, well, what you might consider my nephew. I had to grab you so you didn't fall the harm. You couldn't just get shot by one of your silly human guns. Oh, no, you had to do something that invoked my deal with Fiddlesticks one last time. So I brought you here out of the way, away from it all, so you could watch how it ends. kind of gestures up at the sky where the sun is, where the circle that is the sun just starts to crack open like an egg. And from the center, you see a maw of some kind with thousands of eyes around it, slowly kind of wrap tentacles out around it and you hear from the same cracking sky a slowing drumbeat. This figure looks at you and goes, Hail Azathoth. On behalf of everyone at Negative Modifier, thank you for listening, and we do hope you enjoyed Hawthorne's crusade. If you would like to support the show, please consider giving us a review on your platform of choice, telling a friend or stranger about the show, following Negative Modifier on Twitter so you won't miss any future announcements, and checking out the Discord server. We also have a Patreon page with ad-free versions of the show, as well as some exclusive behind-the-scenes content. All of this and more can be found on our website, negativemodifier.com. Thank you again for listening, and we do hope you enjoy whatever it is we wind up playing next.